Hey guys, we're back for another episode of the Fix Your Gut podcast. It is New Year's Eve, and I'm really excited because 2024 is going to be an amazing year. I have a lot going on, uh, both personally and business-wise. I'm working on launching my new app. I'm getting married. Uh, So really exciting stuff. But this is a time of year when people tend to make these New Year's resolutions or want to kind of get quote unquote, back on track after holiday indulgences. And whether that means like a strict gut friendly, quote unquote, gut friendly diet. So being really strict with your diet or doing some kind of cleanse or reset, or whether it's a diet because you're wanting to lose weight because you gained some weight over the holidays. I really hope this episode empowers you to understand that a lot of these really strict uh, diets, whether it's for gut healing or weight loss or whatever it may be, they kind of backfire, especially as we get older. And we're going to take a look at why, not necessarily from a weight loss perspective, but in terms of your whole body and how things, um, you know, your body's like an ecosystem. And so if you are very restrictive and kind of are punishing it and like forcing it to heal um, by fixating on things like diet and supplements and not addressing other factors, that's where you're going to get stuck and really frustrated and actually start feeling worse. And I want to share um, my journey and what I went through and how it took me decades to heal because I was really trying to force the healing process and be super strict with my diet and You know, I was also really struggling with my mental health and other um, stressors. So that is really what kept me stuck. And so I want to share with you um, five strategies that can help you fast track your gut healing um, without doing long-term restrictive diets. Now, I will say there's always a place and time for diet adjustments. So when I work with clients, I do use things like the low FODMAP diet. We try to reduce sugars and processed foods. Um, But the low FODMAP diet and some of these changes are temporary. I try to do it no longer than two or three months. And I'm not going to dive into the details in this episode, but this is going to be inside my Fix Your Gut course. Um, Well, it is inside the Fix Your Gut formula course, and it's going to be inside my app, a deeper dive into low FODMAP and why things like low FODMAP don't need to be followed super, super strictly in order for you to feel benefit. So for example, it's not necessarily that you have to cut out all foods that are high in FODMAP. It has more to do with the serving size and everybody's tolerance is quite different. So you might tolerate a small serving of cooked broccoli, but not a larger serving, or you might tolerate lots of broccoli or, but you can't tolerate any onion or garlic. So everybody's bodies are very different and it takes a lot of experimenting, but that experimenting is so critical that you're not, you know, just doing this one size fits all low FODMAP diet. We're cutting out a million foods and driving yourself insane and are super limited with what you can eat. Anyways, so without further ado, let's dive into kind of my journey and some of the things that uh, I learned throughout this journey that are going to help you fast track your healing without being so restrictive and punishing your body and instead working towards finding your own unique balance, your balance in your lifestyle, your mindset, your mental health. And when you find that balance, that's where the magic happens and everything starts to shift and heal quite quickly. You're listening to the Fix Your Gut Podcast, a podcast that empowers you to understand why you have gut issues and what to do about it. After over 20 years of suffering with IBS, migraines, and chronic fatigue, I decided to take matters into my own hands and I became a nutritionist so I could not only heal myself, 
but heal others that were struggling like me. Odds are you're here because you're stuck. Your doctor couldn't help and you've already tried cutting out foods and probiotics. So now what? You don't have to suffer anymore. You can heal your gut. We're going to go beyond diet and supplements to empower you with the knowledge you need to achieve deep, lasting healing and finally enjoy food again and get your life back. Okay, so my journey is quite a long one. I mean, I struggled with gut issues since I was an infant. I had colic um, growing up. I had started with, you know, um, I couldn't tolerate apples. They would give me diarrhea. And then I was lactose intolerant. And back then, we didn't know as much about the gut health and the microbiome. But looking back, I know I struggled with gut issues from day one. And part of that was due to the bacteria I received from my mom because she also had imbalances. But part of that was also a lot of anxiety and childhood stuff. And so looking back, like I didn't realize I had such an imbalance and how much that imbalance impacted my life in terms of my mental health growing up. And so when I was struggling with IBS for most of my life, so I tended towards diarrhea when I was younger. Um, and a lot of that was due to social anxiety. Anytime I would uh, try to go somewhere, I would be super anxious and get diarrhea. And then the whole time I was out, I would be worried about where the closest toilet is. And I'd also be scared to eat anything at all because I thought I was going to have diarrhea again. I didn't realize how much my mindset and my anxiety was impacting my gut, but also that the fact that I had these gut bacteria imbalances. As I got older, I struggled more with constipation. Um, it got so bad that, I know this is only probably part of the problem, but ended up my appendix ruptured. You could die from that, it's pretty serious because it was misdiagnosed, it did rupture. Thankfully, I healed pretty quickly from that. Um, as I got older, I started struggling more with depression as well as anxiety. Um, I got really bad constipation, um, really bad heartburn and reflux. And then, you know, I tried everything to feel better. Um, it started with trying medication. So I was put on an antacid by my doctor. Um, my doctor actually surprisingly suggested I try gluten-free after we had tried all of the tests uh, and, and imaging, right? I'd done, um, I did a barium swallow and an upper endoscopy. I did, um, what else did they do? I don't think I did a colonoscopy, but I did a CT scan. Um, we did all kinds of blood work and testing. And basically the doctor has to rule out that it's not something more serious and it wasn't. And at that point he suggested, um, that I try gluten-free and I'm trying to remember the timing, but I feel like at that point we were also discussing, um, antidepressants and he did put me on an antidepressant. Um, because I did struggle with my mental health, but a lot of doctors, even if you're not actually struggling so much with your mental health, they'll prescribe an antidepressant or an anti-anxiety, more likely an antidepressant drug, um, because they know that a huge part of IBS is the gut brain connection. And so if you're chronically anxious, you're chronically depressed, it's going to have a huge toll on your gut function. And so once they, they, you know, figure out that there's nothing serious going on with your gut, in their mind, they're thinking, well, clearly it's a gut-brain connection issue. Clearly this person is struggling. Um, even if they're not clinically anxious or depressed, the stress that they're under is creating gut symptoms. So let's do a trial of an antidepressant. And while I'm not against medications and I have used them in my life and they've been quite helpful, 
being on a medication like this has its own side effects and can actually take a big toll on your gut when it's long term. That being said, if it's a period of your life where you're really struggling and going through a lot of stressful changes, big changes, um, and that medication is helping you, then for sure, use it, right? But we don't want to use these band-aid approaches. We want to ask the deeper questions of, you know, how can we better deal with these stressful life situations? How can we support ourselves and do things that can help our mind and our body feel more calm and grounded and get out of that survival mode where you're just trying to get through the day and instead shift your nervous system and your body and mind into a more calm and grounded, what we call like a healing state, um, which allows you to feel good both mentally and physically. And I'm sure many of you have noticed kind of getting off track here, I'll get back to my journey, but I'm sure you've noticed, you know, when you're on vacation and you're on the holidays, you might be able to eat a lot more foods that would otherwise trigger you or just in general, you have less bloating and less bowel movement issues and less heartburn because you're more calm, right? So when your nervous system is in a happy place, you tend to have less gut issues because of that massive gut brain connection. Anyways, getting back to my journey, um, I did find these antidepressants helpful. However, I did have a lot of side effects and long-term, you know, now I'm at a place where I'm wanting to wean off them and really challenging myself to work on these issues, the things that trigger my anxiety and depression, right? Trying to recognize what's going on there. And for me, a big part of that was having these gut imbalances. So I recognize that every time my gut was out of whack, my mood would shift very quickly and very dramatically. So the more that I was able to do the work to heal my gut, um, the better my mood was. But then there was also times, you know, especially during stressful times or when my insomnia was really bad, that even if my gut was decent, I still was having bad mental health concerns. So sh long story short, when I tried to heal my gut on my own, I was doing a candida diet. I did low FODMAP, gluten-free, dairy-free, um, I was super, super strict with eating quote unquote clean, like no sugar, no alcohol. Uh, I even went through a phase where I was super low carb. I lost way too much weight. I couldn't even walk around the block. I went to the health food store and I, you know, do some reading online and I'd go grab a probiotic or an antibacterial thing, like some oil oregano. Cause I read that was helpful. And sure, these things helped a bit, but it was always this band-aid approach where it was, kind of helping with the symptoms, but I'd still have these constant flare-ups and then I'd get, you know, super constipated and I couldn't figure out why. And then I'd start cutting out more and more foods to the point where I was only on, you know, maybe 10, what we call like safe foods. Right. And looking back now, I realized that the other issues I was having, so acne and eczema, I uh, was struggling with really frequent migraines, severe PMS, um, insomnia was always a huge challenge. And then chronic fatigue, which got worse and worse, um, really bad brain fog. And then my allergies were out of control as well. Um, and on top of that, I had chronic muscle pain, which what I thought was at the time fibromyalgia. Realizing now that all of that was related to my gut health, but also related to the state that my nervous system was in and how I was constantly anxious and constantly on edge. And part of that, uh, a big part of that was due to my sleep issues, but we're going to talk about other factors as well. 
So these issues kind of kept me in this vicious cycle of flare-ups, and I was always living in fear of when the next one would show up. I was relying on like handfuls of supplements or medicine just to get through the day. And my friends and family knew that, you know, oh, Holly, Holly has like basically a pharmacy in her purse. So if you need anything, she's got it, um, which is not necessarily a good thing, right? We want to not have to rely on these medicines to function. And if you are reliant on these things, again, it's a Band-Aid solution. It means there's something deeper going on and your body is giving you these symptoms to try to get your attention. And so with regards to what my doctor was telling me, I was getting super frustrated because they had done all the tests. They said everything was normal. They basically told me I had IBS and I had some mild heartburn or reflux and that the only solution was to take this antidepressant and avoid the trigger foods. But like I said, I got to the point where I was living off like 10 safe foods and no matter what I ate, you know, even at some point, even the safe foods were causing me issues. And then every time I ate, I was looking six months pregnant. And I knew that there was something else going on. And I knew there was a deeper reason why nothing was working. And it wasn't until I turned to natural medicine that I finally started to feel some relief. But again, it wasn't just working with the practitioner that I'm going to kind of dive into a little bit about what we did together, but I actually started to build more of a comprehensive healthcare team um, to help myself heal. And so I had done years and years of DIY, you know, Googling and trying different things at the health food store, um, trying to heal myself, but investing in a practitioner is what really started to fast track my healing. Um, from that person, I found out I had a number of digestive issues, uh, these root causes like digestive deficiencies. So for example, that antacid my doctor had put me on, um, you know, it turns out I probably had low stomach acid and low enzymes in the first place. And then being on that made it worse. And that's why I was getting more constipated, more bloated. I had no appetite to eat because things were so slowed down in my system. And so as we worked together to optimize my stomach acid, balance my gut microbiome, improve my motility so I was having regular bowel movements, things started to shift. And I did start feeling better, but I hit a plateau. I still wasn't able to reintroduce a lot of the foods that were trigger foods for me. So I could tolerate, you know, and digest more foods without feeling sick after, you know, a cup worth of food but I still couldn't reintroduce a lot of these foods. At any time I had any amount of sugar or fruit um, or any grains, even gluten-free grains like oats or rice, I could not tolerate that. I was really bloated and had severe constipation. So I became determined to get to the bottom of these chronic health issues. And I was still struggling with migraines and chronic pain and really bad allergies. I couldn't live like this anymore. So I went on a kind of a different healing journey. I kind of switched gears. And instead of fixating on my gut in terms of diet and supplements, this time it was more about my mind-body connection. I realized that I had some, I know I knew I had anxiety, depression, but I didn't know why, right? Anxiety, depression are symptoms of a deeper issue. So why is it cropping up for you? And when you get quote unquote triggered by something, why is that triggering you? I realized I had these deep seated um, limiting beliefs and some issues from childhood and mindset blocks that were really holding me back because every time um, someone would say something or do something, you know, and these people didn't necessarily mean harm to me, but if that was triggering, then my, I would get upset, 
my nervous system would shift and I would start feeling anxious or depressed. And it was really hard for me to break that cycle. So I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It was hard and it did take me quite a bit of time and different approaches to really um, start shifting some of these mindset issues and start shifting my nervous system where I wasn't getting triggered all the time and shifting into this state of this survival mode, right? Where I was anxious and on edge and feeling just really off. Um, but I did a number of things to work through that. So a lot of it was uh, I did some counseling. I didn't find that overly helpful. Um, the things that I found more helpful were um, journaling, meditating, uh, breath work, so a lot of deep breathing. And I started working with practitioners um, to do things like acupuncture. Um, I started working with a chiropractor regularly. Uh, I started doing some energy work, some Reiki and all of those, those treatments combined with the daily practices I was doing at home. So the meditation, the breath work, the journaling, uh, my friend got me into trying Qigong, which is kind of like a moving meditation. All of those things really started to make a difference. And the biggest thing was shifting my mindset um, and kind of shifting away from this belief that everything I ate was going to cause symptoms. So I had to stop fearing food to be able to reintroduce these foods. And I noticed, you know, it's pretty funny uh, because I do use cannabis and I do use uh, have alcohol sometimes. And I'm sure you've noticed, too, that when you're indulging in some of these substances and you're feeling more relaxed and, you know, maybe it's a social setting and you're having a good time. And your mind isn't going to that place where, oh no, if I eat that cheese or I eat that cracker, I'm, I'm going to have a gut flare. You're just in the moment, you're having fun, you're laughing, you're enjoying yourself and all care goes out the window and you just eat whatever. And oftentimes for me, I noticed in those situations, I was able to eat some of these foods that ordinarily would be triggers for my gut and not have issues. So that got me thinking. And the more I did reading um, some of the books that I love, like um, The Biology of Belief, and the more my partner got me interested in, in understanding how the mind has such a powerful impact on the body, I realized that especially with those circumstances where you know I was on vacation or I had a little buzz on and I didn't have an issue with these foods, well, clearly it's not the food itself then. Clearly it was the state of the signals I was sending from my mind to my body and also the state of my nervous system when I was eating those foods, right? The problem with our typical approach with gut healing is we fixate on the physical, right? The diet and the supplements. But contrary to what Western medicine tells us where we try to like fixate on the physical issues, your body is an ecosystem and everything is connected. And more and more people that I work with are coming to me and realizing this and wanting to step away from the Western model because they found that it wasn't helpful for them with their gut issues or their anxiety or whatever they're dealing with. And they're realizing that thing, everything is connected and that they need to take a different type of approach. A lot of these people are coming to me after having worked with naturopaths or other functional practitioners. And sure, they made some progress, but then like myself, they kind of hit this plateau. And these people are often coming to me as well, you know, struggling with anxiety, depression, insomnia, all of the things that are impacting the nervous system. So personally, I really wish I had known the truth about the body and the mind and, the, and how the body is like an ecosystem, right? And that nothing gets ill or heals in isolation. Everything is all connected. 
And that's the number one reason that I see people getting stuck when they're fixating on things, the physical, right? The diet and the supplements. So really to get where I am today and to really fast track my healing, I had to not only do these dietary adjustments and the supplements and all of that, but I had to make these significant changes to my mindset, my daily routines, and really work on nourishing my nervous system and to kind of shift out of that constantly being stuck in that survival mode and to be able to shift more frequently into a calm, relaxed healing state. And I will preface that this with saying, obviously, we're, we all have stress. We're going to get stressed, right? It's unavoidable. But when we can add these practices into our daily life that help to mitigate the stress and balance our system out, then we tend to uh, feel a lot better. On my gut healing journey, I had tried everything from the extreme gut healing diets and cleanses, handfuls of supplements, and I still was struggling with symptoms after decades of trying to heal. I wish someone had told me earlier that it was fear that was keeping me stuck. Let me explain. A few years back, I had hit a really low point and I had made a few newer friends who were into more kind of woo-woo things like meditation, breath work, qigong, and mindfulness practices. Stuff that as a sciencey person, I used to think was just complete baloney, but there is science to it. And the more I hung out with them and started to open my mind to trying some of these practices, and the more I started to regularly incorporate them into my daily routine, the better I felt. It was actually helping me heal and my energy came back. My gut got better. I started tolerating more foods, had less bloating. I even started sleeping better. I was happier and way less anxious. I started to feel like myself again for the first time in maybe decades. But looking back now, I realized the real reason I was stuck with my gut healing for so long was because my body was stuck in survival mode. The burnout that I had put myself through between school and working three jobs and starting a business and like a lot of other significant life changes caused real physical changes in my gut, including my gut microbiome. And yes, that needed to be addressed. So, you know, doing all the things with diet and supplements, but doing that alone just wasn't enough for me to feel better. In order to really heal, I had to add on those daily healthy habits and nervous system practices that allowed me to shift my body out of a survival mode and into what I call a rest and digest or healing state. And that is where the magic happened. From there, my healing took off and I have been feeling so much better than I ever have before. And it happened quite quickly too. So I want to share my story to highlight a truth that many other gut healing practitioners just simply don't address that gut healing is not as simple as just fixating on healing the gut itself with diet and supplements. It actually requires a whole mind-body approach. And the thing is that gut healing, you know, it requires healthy habits and actual long-term sustainable change. It's not meant to be a short-term diet, cleanse, or reset. And building these healthy habits actually takes time. And like other habits, it can be hard, right? So this is the number one reason that people get stuck and frustrated with gut healing because change is hard and we have to change quite a bit of our habits and lifestyle. So this is when it, it came to me that, you know, doing sessions one-on-one -on -one with people wasn't quite enough. I realized that I needed to put something together that would 
like give people daily motivation, engagement, and encouragement to remind them to check in with their body and slowly build these healthy habits, including nervous system regulation habits that were going to allow them to heal their gut faster so they could actually break free of that chronic bloating and gut issues and those restrictive diets and get their life back. So something that I decided to add into my existing course, the Fix Your Gut Formula, before I make a special announcement, um, kind of going back to my signature program, Fix Your Gut Formula, originally started out as, you know, okay, a step-by-step guide to healing your gut by focusing on the four R's of gut healing, uh, very specific changes we make with diet and supplements, and some lifestyle things like sleep and stress um, to help you you know, balance out your gut, especially your gut microbiome. But I realized the longer I worked with people that I needed to start adding more to that, that program. So I started adding more videos and content on the mind body connection, including mindset, mental health, and other nervous system practices like deep breathing and yoga. Because I realized that to truly heal your gut, you have to find balance and not just balance with, you know, the things you're eating, but with your mind and your body and kind of learning to tune into and listen to and honor your body's needs. So you can really shift out of that survival mode and into a healing state. So when I had these practices in there, I noticed that people were getting a lot more out of the program. And so the whole point of that program was to really inspire people to make these long-term sustainable changes, not just with their diet and specific supplements, but changing certain things about their lifestyle that allowed them to heal faster and get off the restrictive diets and finally get rid of bloating. So fast track another year or so, and I'm realizing that while this course, the Fixer Gut Formula has been really helpful for a lot of my clients, a lot of them will purchase it and then they just don't end up using it. And that's because, um, you know, you have the best intentions, you want to eat better, you want to heal your gut, but life happens sometimes and, you know, you're doing well and maybe you quote unquote fall off the wagon or you just forget about the course, you don't have time or you're feeling too stressed. You have the best intentions, but you just don't get around to it. And I see this all the time with my clients. They're doing so well and then something happens, you know, a loved one gets sick or they get sick and they kind of fall off the wagon and then they get stuck in this vicious cycle of they're not sleeping well, they have more anxiety, they're craving more carbs, they're just not doing the things and they're more tired and they're not cooking. They're not doing the things that are foundational habits to keep them moving forward with their gut healing. And so their gut symptoms come back or they worsen and they start to blame the food, but really there's so much more going on as to why they're reaching for these comfort foods. So I realized in working with people that we need something that's more than just a course. We need an app because apps are what we use day to day that keep us engaged, right? They send us notifications. They're prompting us to check in and see what the latest updates are. It's prompting us to like learn and log in and use these modules and these resources that are there for us. So that's when I realized I needed to build an app and I am putting together the Fix Your Gut app. It's going to be coming out 2024. And so I wanted to share with you a very exclusive promotion. If you purchase the Fix Your Gut formula, my signature program, before February 10th, you will get free access to the new Fix Your Gut app once it is launched in 2024. 
stay tuned for the date. And I have some really exciting new features. So yes, you get all of the features of the course inside the app, but you also get symptom tracking, discussion boards, and a chance to do one-on-one -on -one messaging coaching with myself. But the most exciting thing is my friend Linda Stelludi is going to be joining me and she is a gut-centered hypnotherapist. I know that sounds a little woo-woo, but if you research gut-centered hypnotherapy, um, and there's certain apps that are already out there that are focused on this because there is so much clinical evidence and proof that it helps by helping to regulate the gut-brain connection. It's very, very effective. So I'm really excited for her to be putting some gut-centered hypnotherapy um, lessons on there, but we're also going to be adding some daily affirmations and other amazing tools from Linda as well. So a reminder that if you do purchase a Fix Your Gut formula before February 10th, you will get free access to the app when it launches. And I'm really, really excited for you to check it out. So I really want to hammer this home to you, and we're going to dive into a few of these um, simple strategies right now as to how you can kind of move through um, these blocks in your healing journey and get yourself off that restrictive diet. So number one would be really optimizing your sleep. So as I mentioned, I had insomnia for most of my life, and it wasn't until I really was able to optimize my sleep that I started to heal. And, and it's all connected, so I noticed that on the days that I got better sleep, my mood was better. I didn't feel as anxious. I wasn't as easily triggered by things people would say or do or something that happened, right? I felt more calm and grounded and better able to deal with life stressors. And I noticed on those days that I actually could tolerate a wide variety of foods much better and I'd have less gut, gut symptoms. <clears throat> so how did I optimize my sleep? There's a number of things. Um, so it's kind of this, this cycle, right, where I knew that my anxiety and mental health issues were impacting my sleep. So I knew that I had to do things during the day to not only tire out my body physically to be ready for sleep, but also um, get my mind in a place where it would be able to relax at the end of the day. Because for me, a big part of my sleep issues were the racing thoughts before bed, the anxiety and ruminating over the things during the day, replaying things people had said. Um, and then during the night, I would sometimes wake up and my heart would be racing and having anxiety. And again, those racing thoughts, right? So um, what I had to do is look at, you know, why am I ruminating on these things? What's the deeper issue here? And I really had to work through some of those um, things, you know, and for me, one of the biggest ones was um, I care a lot about what other people think of me and uh, also, obviously, my relationships with other people and women are very relationship oriented. So it makes sense that we would want to, we would worry about, you know, if we had a disagreement or an argument with someone, but really coming back to, okay, yes, that was upsetting. And, but as long as I'm taking steps to work through that argument and solidify my relationship with that person, then everything's going to be okay. And how much will this little argument matter in one year, five years, or 10 years? And if this person truly loves me and cares about me, and we're actively talking through and working on this situation, then it's not going to be a big deal and it's not going to ruin our relationship. So let's not go to that place where we're catastrophizing, right? And I know that's easier said than done. And part of that is, you know, when we are working on the physical aspects that can trigger anxiety and these, these thoughts, that help makes it easier to be more mindful and talk yourself through these situations. So for example, we know that when your gut bacteria is imbalanced, 
Um, and maybe you have low levels of healthy bacteria due to antibiotics, or you've been on a restricted diet for a long time, and you have don't have as much bacteria that can help keep inflammation low. And we know that inflammation in the gut creates inflammation in the brain, which can trigger things like anxiety and depression. And these gut bacteria also make uh, the building blocks for some of our happy hormones like serotonin and dopamine, which are, you know, having those balances in those happy hormones in our brain is so critical for mood regulation. So when we do that physical aspect, working with a practitioner to optimize some of these things. So, you know, making sure our gut is balanced and our, we're making these happy hormones, we've got optimal levels of magnesium, we're producing enough serotonin that gets converted to melatonin for sleep, and all the physical stuff is under control. That makes it easier to do the work of working through these mindset um, issues and kind of regulating our emotions to keep the nervous system in a happy place. Okay, so with sleep, yes, I did use supplements um, and optimize, you know, things like my gut and balancing out my sex hormones. I worked with a lot of that um, with my practitioner. Um, and that in turn allowed me to take more of the steps that allowed me to work on my mental health. And when all of that, um, you know, synergistically together allowed me to start sleeping better. And now gradually I've been able to not take as many sleep supplements and other supplements that I used to rely on to get a good night's sleep. The second thing is the nervous system support. So to fully understand how this works, you have to understand that the nervous system is um, your brain and spinal cord, but also part of your nervous system is in your gut and that's called your enteric nervous system. And so there's always signals being sent from your gut to your brain and from your brain through your spinal cord and vice versa. Signals are always going up and down and relaying information. And it often starts in the brain <clears throat> where if you, um, you know, get stressed and there's a part of your brain called the HPA axis is going to activate the stress response and send a signal downstream to your adrenals to release cortisol, one of the stress hormones. And in doing that, um, it's sending your body into that survival state, right? That sympathetic nervous system state where your heart's racing, maybe sweating and feeling anxious. And that is the whole kind of nervous system response. But it also goes the other way. So if your, you know, your brain is inflamed from your gut or um, your spine is out of alignment, that's going to also send signals that can make your um, digestion off, but also can perpetuate um, some of these um, nervous system responses, even if you're not feeling stress. So in your brain, you're, you're like, wait, why is my body feeling so on edge? I'm not particularly you know, worried about anything today. I'm having a pretty good, calm day. It's the weekend. I'm hanging out. Why am I feeling so anxious for no apparent reason? And that's where some of these, these physical um, issues with your nervous system or your, your gut can be creating part of the problem. So when you work with a practitioner to optimize your gut, you're sending good signals upstream to the brain so you can feel more calm. And then when you're also investing in building your healthcare team by adding in um, nervous system support from practitioners like chiropractors, um, and these are when you're getting regular treatments, um, and then also you can see people that would help um, with your nervous system in terms of acupuncture, energy work. This is where having that whole healthcare support team is so very critical and not just putting all your eggs in one basket with um, one particular functional practitioner. The third thing is, and we already kind of dove into this, I got a little bit off track with that 
piece of my journey with the mindset and mental health, right? So as you do the physical work and you're starting to feel better, it makes it easier to dive into some more of the mindset um, situation, some of those limiting beliefs and really optimize your mental health. So kind of shifting gears and from these patterns of, you know, we get this defeatist attitude when you've been struggling for, with chronic health issues for so long, you start to believe that you're never going to feel better, right? And I was there too. And that actually, you know, when you're feeling that way and you're telling your body, I'm always going to be sick, I'm never going to feel better, it keeps you stuck. It's sending signals to your body that I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm never going to feel better. So you really have to be able to shift that and believe that you can heal. And that is a hard thing to do. But the more you work through these beliefs um, and, and do these, like some of these guided meditations that I love of healing affirmations, you do some journaling and some inner work, you'll gradually be able to replace those beliefs with new beliefs. And the other part here, it's kind of goes hand in hand is identifying as someone who is sick or chronically ill. So that come, becomes part of your identity, right? Like, oh, I'm someone with IBS. I have gut issues. I, I'm someone who's always having um, headaches or always having pain. We have to start identifying as the other features of what makes you, you. So that's not what makes me, me. Like I am someone who experienced these, experiences these symptoms once in a while, but that's not me. I'm not always going to be like that. The part of me that is permanent and what makes me, me is my personality and my experiences, right? So really trying to look at these limiting beliefs and start shifting them. And I know with a lot of this sounds woo-woo and it can be very hard to do on your own. And that's why within my app that I'm building, I'm going to be creating a community of support and including other resources um, from um, some of my friends, like a gut-centered uh, hypnotherapist. And hypnotherapy is something that I have found very helpful on my healing journey because you're getting right to the subconscious and shifting those beliefs very quickly. Um, whereas I found with counseling and journaling and other things, yes, they helped, but it took a lot more time and it still wasn't as effective as I had wanted it to be. So um, my friend Linda is going to be inside um, the app that I'm creating with videos to help you um, do some gut-centered hypnotherapy. And we're going to do a lot more mindset work, journal prompts, and all of these things that can be hard to do on your own because you may not know where to start, but also you, you need to kind of build that momentum and be doing these things regularly. And I know that when life gets busy, um, we tend to drop off some of these self-care activities, right? And think, oh, you know, I'll just take my probiotic and, and eat healthy. And I don't have time to do all this journaling and this other woo-woo stuff. And, you know, how much can that really help anyways? Well, keeping in mind that this is the this is the biggest reason I see people getting stuck. So the more that you immerse yourself in a community of people that are on the same healing journey and get these, um, you know, check-in uh, prompts to do these activities regularly, the faster you can heal. And then the other thing that goes hand in hand with um, this situation is really empowering yourself with the knowledge to understand why you've developed these gut issues and how you can effectively heal them. Because let's be honest, when we are going to the doctor, yes, they're doing their due diligence and sending you for all these tests to make sure that nothing is seriously wrong with your gut, but they don't have much to offer beyond that. But you deserve answers, right? They're telling you, oh, all your tests are normal. You're, to you're totally healthy. You're fine. But you don't feel healthy. You don't feel fine, right? 
So this is where you're going to get a deeper dive into why you've developed these gut issues and finally understand what is causing it and how to heal. And I think that's so very important to really empower yourself with that knowledge because not only do you deserve answers, but it helps you fully understand your whole journey and how you got to this place and then what exactly you need to do to heal. So we all deserve answers. And if you're not getting the answers that you need, it's time to look elsewhere. And so within my Fix Your Gut formula, um, which is my program, which is going to be inside the app I'm creating, that's where um, the, the course in there and all the resources I'm including with the master classes and the handouts is going to empower you to understand really what's going on with your body and not just in terms of bloating or constipation, but in terms of your mental health, your energy levels, um, why you can't lose weight, why you're having skin flare ups, all of the things that are related to your gut, even things like headaches and migraines. And you're finally going to get answers and then understand how you can heal and stepwise um, fashion. Like I'm going to walk you through the steps you need to take to heal. And then what goes hand in hand with all of this, you know, as I mentioned earlier, the more that we're able to shift your body out of that survival mode. And, and the big part of that, which is hard for a lot of people is making some of these big lifestyle changes, setting boundaries and being able to say no. Um, and the more you're able to do that and, and shift your body into this more calm, relaxed state more often, the more you're able to get off that restrictive diet. And that is actually a big part of gut healing because, you know, all the, a lot of info online is saying, oh, you have to follow this strict diet to heal your gut. But in reality, the more you're restrictive with your diet, the slower you will heal. So yes, I do use low FODMAP um, or reduced FODMAP diet temporarily for two to three months for people, but then we reintroduce them because when you're healing those deeper root causes, you're working on your nervous system, you're working on your gut bacteria and all the things that optimize digestion, that allows you to bring these foods back in much faster than if you weren't um, doing those, those root cause healing, right? So I'm sure you've tried this yourself where you did kind of an elimination diet, you cut out dairy or gluten or sugar, you're feeling good. You're thinking, okay, maybe it's time to bring it back in. I should be fine now, but then you still have symptoms after. And the reason is because you haven't addressed those. So doing this allows you to get off that restrictive diet that you've probably been on for years. And the irony of those diets is number one, and any kind of diet, even if it's for weight loss too, it really takes a toll on your mental health, right? So now you're obsessing about food. You can't go out to eat with friends. You can't go to your parents' house for dinner because you're obsessing about, oh my God, you know, I'm not going to be able to eat anything. I'll have to bring my own food. You're worried about having a reaction. It's going to ruin your day. And that kind of mentality, again, is creating more stress in your system. And when you're in that stress state, you're going to have more symptoms. So it's kind of a vicious cycle. And I've been there, so I understand how stressful it is to be constantly worrying about what you're putting in your mouth. And the second thing is, um, ironically, you know, when you're on these restrictive diets, the fiber that you need to heal your gut, the antioxidants you need, and the diversity of foods that you need to get all of your nutrients, your vitamins and your minerals, it's so reduced that you're actually depriving your body of the things it needs to heal. So you're going to become deficient in certain vitamins and minerals. You're going to um, 
you know, be maybe be tired or foggy all the time because you're not getting enough protein or you're not getting enough healthy carbs. You're not getting the nutrients that your body needs, right? Maybe even something as simple as, you know, you're dairy free. Okay, fine. But you're probably not getting enough calcium. And while we can take a calcium supplement, um, ideally we get it more from foods, right? So really understanding how we can get off these restrictive diets. And a lot of people that I work with after only a few months are able to add some of these foods that used to be trigger foods back in. So they're adding back in some dairy, they're adding in the beans and lentils, they're adding in red meat, which used to sit like a lump in their stomach. And, and they're really in being able to enjoy their food again. And something that goes hand in hand with this, this whole healing journey we talked about today in terms of mindset and mental health and your nervous system is really finding your balance of what makes you feel good and finding your joy. Because when we take the joy out of life, and as many of you have noticed in the last few years, that's when illness happens. Mental health goes downhill and physical health follows. We get sick more often. You know, we're, we're tired all the time. We've got aches and pains. But when we bring that joy and that lightness back into life and we're doing the things we love, we're laughing, we're spending time with the people we love, we're not stressing all the time about what we're eating, that's where the magic happens. And that's when we really start to heal. And there's a, a big biochemical reason behind all of that. But just knowing that that aspect of life is so very important for your healing journey, right? So if you're trapped in this cycle where you feel like you can't go out with friends, you feel like you can't travel or you're depressed or anxious all the time. And part of that is because of your gut. That's going to keep you stuck. And until you are able to move beyond that, you're not going to be able to fully, um, you know, conquer that bloating and constipation and all those food reactions that you're having. So I hope this episode has been really eye-opening. And then I hope that my healing journey has kind of given you some insight um, to be able to kind of take that next step in your healing journey to step away from those restrictive diets and, and fearing food and step into empowering yourself with the support and the knowledge that you need to heal on a, um, a holistic perspective, right? And seeing your body and mind as an ecosystem that needs to find balance and kind of, it sounds woo-woo, but loving yourself healthy and healing by loving your body and listening to your body rather than continuously punishing it with diets and extreme exercise and deprivation. And if you have any questions about what you heard in today's episode, feel free to shoot me an email. If you found this episode helpful, I really hope you'll like it, uh, put a rating and review in your podcast app and share it on social media. You can find me on Instagram at mindful underscore vitality. And I do want to share that um, I have a 